Welcome to the Free Oakley Podcast. This is your host, Billy Johnson. Hey, everyone. It is Monday night, August 28th. I'm joining you for a solo Free Oakley again. Last one was was the Mets. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the Mets fire sale. I want to shift focus now, uh, now that we have no baseball season to, to root for in all of New York. Let's talk football. And I want to talk about the New York Jets. Everyone who knows me, you know I am a diehard Jets fan. Go back to the origins of Free Oakley. Free Oakley started with a Jets-related podcast. And, you know, obviously this whole season has gotten so much press for the Jets, and that's because of the addition of Aaron Rodgers. Now, I just wanted to spend a few minutes tonight just going through, you know, as we approach the season – just wrapped up the preseason jets four games in the books preseason is over aaron rodgers got his first work last saturday night against the giants and you know the whole story has been and everything i've heard from all the talking heads all this all the sports shows anyone who knows me you know you know you know talking about the jets is you know what's what's the level of the success for the season right it's jets you know jets went all in they have to win this year. They have to win the Super Bowl for this to be successful, this whole Aaron Rodgers experiment. Jets need to at least make the AFC Championship game. Jets need to make the Super Bowl for this to be considered a success. And I just – can we take a step back and just remember who we're talking about here? You know, this is the Jets, right? You're talking about Super Bowl expectations. Well, it's been 55 years since they even made the Super Bowl. January 12, 1969, Super Bowl three. Right. I mean, if the Jets don't make this Super Bowl this year, am I going to think this is going to be a massive failure? Am I going to be, you know, crying myself to sleep? No, I've never seen the Jets in the Super Bowl. It's been 55 years since the Jets made the Super Bowl. This is the Jets we're talking about. You know, let's, you know, expectations like let's let's slow down here. You know, I think the true Jet fans just want to see a fun season. We're talking about the Super Bowl here. I mean, that would be awesome for sure. But. How about a hosting a home playoff game? Last time Jets hosted a home playoff game, 21 years in January. The Jets played the Colts in uh, the, 20, the 2002 season. That was the Jets beat uh, Pennington versus Peyton Manning. Um, that was January 2023. So this January coming up is 21 years since they even hosted a home playoff game. Like maybe let's start there. Like wouldn't that be fun? Like can can they just just have a home playoff game? Like that would be fun. That's something we haven't seen in over twenty years. Like, like let's let's dial it back a little bit with the the whole. This is going to be a success, or here's what it's going to take for the Jets to be viewed as a, as a successful season. Like, let's just have. Can I just let's just enjoy it? You know, like I, I think let's just enjoy the ride. We got we got one of the best all time quarterbacks ever to play. Sure, he's he's forty. But you think he, he looks pretty good. He, you got at least a couple of years left. Like, let's see how this goes. Let's just, how about, how's this for a novel idea? Like just having a, a, te- a football team to root for. Like, you know, these last, you know, let's go back to what this Jets team and franchise has looked like since the Jets made back-to-back AFC championship games in 2009 and, and 2010. So we're talking about 12 seasons since the jets last made the playoffs where they went to the afc championship game and lost to pittsburgh so it's been 12 seasons 
in those 12 seasons, Jets are 70 and 124. Had one winning season out of the last 12. Zero playoff appearances. So even when they had that winning season, which was 2015, that Todd Bowles Jets went 10 and 6. They didn't even make the playoffs. In that stretch, we had a two, four, and 12 seasons, a two and 14 season, uh, four and 13 season, two seasons ago. Last year, they were seven and 10. That was the best season that they had since 2015. You've got two, five, and 11 seasons in there. Jets have sucked these last 13 years. Can we just enjoy good football or an and a, a team you can actually root for? I mean, I was looking at the uh, the list of quarterbacks that those 12 seasons, 194 regular season games. The most starts was Darnold had 38 starts, Sanchez 31, Gino 30. It took Gino, you know, over 10 years in the league just to to be decent. By no means am I, I saying that, you know, I miss Gino here, but yeah, you know, Gino was was a tough watch when he was here. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick started 27 games. This guy never made the playoffs in his in his entire career. Everyone loves the beard and they love Fitzpatrick, and guy didn't win anything. Josh McCown started 16 games for the Jets. This is how bad it, it's been. Uh, Bryce Petty, you guys remember him? We we had to watch him start seven games. The tail end of Michael Vick's career. Guys like Trevor Simeon, Luke Falk, who I'm still not totally sure who that is, started two games for the Jets in the in this in this rough stretch. We had the Adam Gase debacle. I think I, I think we need to just kind of level set here, right? It's a miracle the Jets are even in consideration for having a good season. I mean, this is a team who I thought was going to be dead and buried after completely whiffing on Zach Wilson, which is, if you go back to my first podcast, I wanted the Jets to make that trade that the Niners did with the Dolphins where they traded a boatload to jump up and draft Trey Lance. That completely blew up for the Niners, but the Dolphins got got a got a haul for Trey Lance. They got three first rounders on the back of it. You know, if you think about how this Jets franchise has, has, has operated, it, it's a miracle the Jets are even here. They they whiffed on number three overall, Darnold, and number two overall, Zach Wilson. So the fact that the Jets could com- completely whiff on uh, top three picks used for quarterbacks in four seasons, the fact that they're even here, I think, is is impressive. It's it's a real real chess move by by Joe Douglas to even get to the point where he's got a solid roster. Um, where you know they're even in the position to get Aaron Rodgers, it's a real chess move for sure. If you th- if you think about last season, there was a lot of buzz about last season because the Jets started to really show signs in terms of the guys that they brought in and, and how good the defense looked. And you had the offensive rookie of the year on both sides of the ball. You have Sauce Gardner, who was an All Pro last year in his first year, and everyone could saw what Garrett Wilson can do, and he was the offensive player of the year on the offensive side. So Brees Hall was an absolute beast. Jermaine Johnson; these are all guys. Their top four picks were all on pace to look like they were all Pro Bowl caliber players. I think we're going to see a lot from Jermaine Johnson this year. So if you think about like. Last year's season was, wow, the Jets, if they only had a quarterback, this team could do some real damage, you know? So 
you, you take the quarterback position, you upgrade it to an Aaron Rodgers. Now you're talking about one of the best guys to ever do it. I mean, this is exciting. Like, let's just, you know, let's enjoy this. The Zach Wilson thing, when everyone was watching, like, it, it's not like a Zach Wilson wasn't totally ready either. Like, Zach Wilson was was absolutely brutal uh, the last two seasons. I was watching, I, I got into like a, a YouTube rabbit hole last year, and I saw something that Kurt Warner had posted after the Jets-Patriots game, which was an absolute awful, awful football game where the Jets lost on the punt return uh, for the touchdown, basically as, as time expired. But uh, Kurt Warner went through every single throw uh, and every single snap from, from Zach Wilson, and the kid was just completely lost. It, it wasn't only that he was his mechanics were poor, but his mechanics, A, were, were awful. His footwork was terrible. But B, he was just like missing reads and he was missing open guys and he wasn't recognizing things on the field that Warner said were, were, were was pretty basic stuff. So, you know, seeing Zach get to the point where he was so bad, where it didn't seem salvageable, it was pretty discouraging because, you, you know, the whole fan base lit up when Mike White started the game. You know, so uh, the fact that the, the Jets even got here with Aaron Rodgers and were able to add him and plug him into this very high, you know, high quality, super talented roster was a real chess move by by Joe Douglas. Um, you, you think about how that even got here, too. So to convince a guy like Rodgers to come, you know, the Jets went out on a limb and got uh, Nathaniel Hackett. They hired him to to be the offensive coordinator, who is Aaron Rodgers' OC, and as we've seen from Hard Knocks, his his friend through the you know few years in Green Bay, there that he he was you know talk about the sliding doors scenario in, in terms of how this actually played out. Nathaniel Hackett was the head coach of of Denver, so he was so bad in Denver he didn't even make it through the the whole season, and you know we heard Sean Payton you know talk shit about Hackett and how how bad that situation was. But the fact that he got he didn't even make it through the full season lined up incredibly, you know, fortunate for the Jets because Jets were able to hire him and get Rodgers over here. So if Hackett even has like a remotely decent season, he probably keeps his job. And who knows if the Jets even can get get Rodgers. So um, you know, so so the fact that the, they even pulled this off, I think, is showed a lot of good fortune, and it was a real chess move by uh, by Joe Douglas and and Woody to even to pull this off. This feels different, a little bit different from the Favre Favre situation. Brett Favre came in two thousand eight, right before um, the Rex seasons. It was the the last year of Mangini. It's obviously similar in the fact that you you know the aging Green Bay quarterback who's a complete icon and and you know legend is coming over at the end of his career. Uh, Favre felt a little bit more forced. Like Favre was just upset with the Packers, wanted to play somewhere for one season before he can jump back and and play for the Vikings. Um, so he did like a bridge year with the Jets, and I think you know I've spoke about that in this podcast before. That didn't work out. The Jets were. I think seven and three at one point with Favre, and then he got hurt, and they basically fell apart down the stretch. And Jets didn't make the playoff with the one year of Favre. Favre basically, I think, tore his bicep or had an arm injury, which he you know refused to break his Ironman streak and, and sit. So you know, a pretty pretty successful Jets season crashed and burned at the end there. 
Favre then the next year goes to Minnesota and is like all world and sets like, you know, they go to the, the NFC championship game and they, um, in, in terms of the, they lose to the Saints, but they Favre has all world numbers that year. So the, so the Rogers thing feels a little bit different. It feels like Rogers wanted to come here, or at least the way the, you know, the, all the pieces fell that, you know, Rogers wanted to come to the jets. And what I think you, you've probably heard Rogers took a, it's $35 million pay cut to be here. Um, or, you know, once he, once he signed on board, cause it gave the jets more flexibility to sign other guys. You saw that they just signed Dalvin cook. He was guaranteed. Rogers was guaranteed 110 million from the green Bay Packers. That's what they owed him. Rogers signed on for the jets for, for 75 million, which is, you know, again, can we just enjoy this? One of the all time legends at QB picked us, picked the jets wants to play for the jets. Jets have a good, fun, talented roster. Like let's, uh, let's just in, in, enjoy this ride. The, the other thing I, I thought was interesting was I did the math. Um, just, I went back and looked at just the games played. So Rogers will turn 40 this year. Rogers, um, sorry, Favre was 40 when he came to the Jets. Rogers will turn 40 during the season. Favre played 255 games before he came to the Jets. Rogers only 230. So 25 less games for Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, some of the narrative too is that Rodgers is in decline. His stats are down. Um, you know, you're not getting the same Aaron Rodgers. Sure. I mean, you know, his best years probably behind him. I think he could still sling it for sure. We've, we've seen that in hard knocks. We've seen that in the videos from camp. We've seen that this past weekend with the Giants. So he's got a little less uh, tread on the tires. So, so yeah, so he takes a pay cut. The, the Jets make this whole thing work. And, you know, the other things that have just made this season and this offseason fun are the whole Hard Knocks thing. Like Hard Knocks was entertaining. So is it annoying or, or is there a chance for a distraction? I guess, but it is what it is. The Jets were forced to do it. And as a fan, it's just fun to see. I think the first three episodes have been, have been, have been wildly entertaining. The question marks around the Jets' offensive line. Sure. Dwayne Brown is hasn't really done too much in the preseason or, or in the offseason. He's coming off a shoulder injury. He's 38 years old. Um, Becton was a big question mark, although he has been looking pretty solid this preseason. He, they just named him starter at right tackle. So he won his starting job back, which is good for the big cat. Um, can those guys get through 17 games? I, that would be a, you know, talk about miracles. I think that would be a miracle if everyone on that starting offensive line played for 17 games, but you know, all the, all the teams go through injuries and you know, it's a very long season. Um, so hopefully the offensive line holds together. I think the jury's still out on Salah. Am I totally sold on Salah? You know, not exactly. This is year three for Salah and he has made some progress. He was born 13 in his first year. This was his first year as a head coach in the NFL, coming off a successful run as defensive coordinator for the 49ers. So he's four and 13 in year one, and then he's seven and 10 last year. Both of these years, he's saddled with Zach Wilson, who, as we've said, has been absolutely brutal. So he's shown progress. And like I said earlier in the pod, Last year was really built around the rookies and that defense. 
So he has shown upside from year two versus year one, but now he is under the microscope fully. And this is the real test. Can he get them to the next level? Can Salah get, and this coaching staff, get this Jets team to the next level? Joe Douglas and Woody have given him literally every tool. You just gave him a Hall of Fame quarterback to replace a guy who was awful. And if you're basically Joe Douglas said, I'm a quarterback away from being competitive, let me get you Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. You've got a legit defense. You've got Sauce in year two, who's who's already an all-pro. Quinn Williams, to me, looks like one of the best defensive players in the league. And Joe Douglas gave them weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Like I said, the the Aaron Rodgers pay cut gave them the room to get a guy like Dalvin Cook. I thought that move was awesome. As much as I love Brees Hall, and I think Brees Hall is, is a complete stud, guys coming off a, a torn ACL. And the backups are Michael Carter, who's been okay these last couple of years, and um, Ibana Kanda, the rookie from Pittsburgh. You don't want to go into the season with Carter, Hall, and Abanaconda. Having Cook is is just another weapon. I think it takes the pressure off of Brees Hall from feeling like he needs to, you know, be back in rookie of the year mode. I mean, let's be honest. This guy tore his ACL in November. Let let's ease him back in. You want to play the long game a little bit with with Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook has been a um a Pro Bowl these last four years. He's been a complete beast in Minnesota. So we've given Salah, Rogers, tight ends are loaded, wide receivers. You got Lazard and Hardman. That is is super super deep part of the team. The running backs are, are deep. They're, they're loaded on offense. We said the offensive line is a bit of a question mark, but with Becton, if Becton can can back get back to his status. You know, I, the Jets, you look at the roster up and down, the, the, the Jets look pretty strong. So Salah under the microscope, big time. He's got all the tools. This is year three for him. You can't lean on the Zach excuse. It's real It's real go time for, for Salah. So I think those are the two questions, Marks, right? If, if you look up and down the roster and you look at the, the team as a whole, you think offensive line and, and you think Salah. But like I said, how's this for a novel idea? Like let's have fun, but let's enjoy watching good football. These last 13 years, um, these last 12 years have been a real dark period in the jets in the jets franchise. I think of the two kind of darkest times when I think of, of the, of the jets and my years watching them was, was first was, was that 99 season where, you know, jets made a run to the AFC championship game in 98 and lost to the Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos with with John Elway then they they Jets come into the 99 season basically being the odds on favorite to you know compete for the Super Bowl it's the Vinny Keyshawn Curtis Martin team and Vinny tears his Achilles in the first half of the first game of the season I'll, I'll never forget that one that was it was basically my my senior year of Providence and Aaron Brum long long time free Oakley contributor is a diehard Pats fan. And, you know, he came over to watch that game at my house on Eaton street. And the, the Vinny thing was just complete devastation. You know, that the, the, there were real, real Super Bowl aspirations. Bill Parcells was the head coach. Bill Belichick was a defensive coordinator. That team was absolutely loaded. 
and then Vinny tears his Achilles. And next thing you know, the punter is playing quarterback, Tom Tupa, Rick Meyer gets signed off the street. And then you, you eventually land with Rutgers quarterback, Ray Lucas finishing that season. That was, that was really tough to deal with. And then the other part, the other, you know, Jets experience, which, which was difficult, was really that this, this, these last 13 years have been tough. And he's, and I think specifically about that 2020 season where Jets are 0-13 and absolutely positioned to land Trevor Lawrence, the the next blue chipper, the, the next the next big thing at quarterback. Jets are 0-13 and somehow wind up with the number two pick who turns out to be Zach Wilson. So following an 0-13 team, 0-13 team is, is difficult – in itself then all of a sudden that 0-13 team wins two games for nobody's benefit other than the guys on the team and Jets fall from Lawrence to Wilson when Jets fell from Lawrence to Wilson I thought this team was was dead I thought this team was you can't recover from whiffing on on top three quarterback picks Darnold number three and and Wilson number two I thought the Jets were absolutely toast so there there have been some dark times recently so again the fact that the Jets are here let's just buckle up and enjoy it let's not worry about Jets making the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl how about just quality football I am more than cool with that 21 years since the Jets hosted a playoff game. Let's not go crazy here, people. Super Bowl, let's park it. Let's let's buckle up. Let's enjoy the ride. Let's watch quality football. All right. And then we'll check back in. And and then who knows? Maybe Rogers will give us, you know, two to three years. So you never know, folks. Let's just enjoy the ride. We've been watching 55 years of abject failure. So, you know. This doesn't need to be solved overnight. It's good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm resound to the fact that this team is competitive. Um, okay, that's it. I will be back soon. I also will just, you know, always to throw out there, we do have a Gmail account for the show, freeoakleypodcast at gmail.com. Drop me a line. It would be great to hear from you, and I will catch you soon. Daniela, you said all those things I wouldn't have dared.